Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 350. Okay. For once in my life, a friend of mine actually asked me to make a podcast about her story. I'm like, oh my God, this never happens. Most of my friends don't even listen to my podcasts. I'm so like honored. And this story is really, really good. It's kind of a golden book. And I would think like the pokey little booby or whatever could be a title. It's a really good story. The story is about my friend. She's my infertility buddy. We met when we were both going through a terrible time. I'm serious. 40 years ago, the world was not kind to people with infertility. We were constant, constantly being told to relax, to have a drink, to get a puppy dog, to get a hobby, to get a job, that it was all in our head and we were infertile because we were so nervous about having sex. We were so uptight. That's what we got from everybody, even the doctors. There weren't all the cures that, were there, that are there now. This group called Resolve was just getting started. There was no place to talk. Lynn showed up. Our doctor put us together. I'm telling you, I'm vouching for this person. She is lovely. She's so kind. She never lets you down. She's as loyal, loyal as she can be. Now this person, who actually has a nice college degree, she's smart, she's thin, she's beautiful, she's everything I'm not. She actually became a wife and made dinner every night using recipes. She was so excited to be a wife. All she wanted to ever do was be a mom. And she, she was like a physical therapist with a great big career. All gave, all given up. Just make me a mom. Just make me a wife. I totally related to her. She was perfect. She was living my dream because I sat on the couch and watched her. She's exactly what I wanted to be, but it didn't matter to her. She got two babies. She adopted two babies way before I did. I would go to her house. She made it look easy. She cooked meals. We'd sit and talk. The children were both under two. Everything was perfect. I thought, I can do this. She'd come over to my house for lunch. It would be, I didn't even have children. She'd come to the door, I'd be in my bathrobe. I was watching my soap operas. She, I had day wrong. She'd come in, ha ha ha, we'd have a wonderful time. She'd help me prepare lunch, you know, some block of cheese or something, because I hadn't even been shopping. Nothing bothered her. The most wonderful girl in the world was married to a man who couldn't see her, couldn't hear her, didn't value her. I couldn't believe it. I was married to a man who thought I was wonderful. I had a housekeeper. I didn't even have a reason. <laughs> it's like when Brett came, I was overwhelmed. She came over and helped me. She. I, I was married to a wonderful guy. She should have been married to that guy. She deserved him. I didn't deserve him. She was married to a guy who was constantly looking at or for flaws, minuscule, minuscule problems. In spite of everything, we had wonderful times. And then she moved away. And it was before, this makes me so sad because it was so hard on all my relationships. She moved when 
long-distance phone calls. If you really got into it like we did for two or three hours, it could cost you 60 or $80. We couldn't talk. And we stayed close. I once visited her. We went up and saw her. She had a beautiful home. She had this room in her kitchen for recipes and sewing. And she's just so nice. But she was also energetic, did all the work. She was so fun. I mean, I, I loved watching her. I felt like I was her. When she vicariously, I was living off of all of her skills. Anyway, I come back and this man that she's married to just does not see her to the point where she kind of, if I'd been there, I don't think, I think I would have, I think it would have made it harder for her. She had a breast implant and she had a beautiful figure. She was thin. She was great. She actually exercised, but she did this for her husband to be noticed. And I think this happens to other women. I know people have big reasons for breast implants like breast cancer. I get it. But in some cases, it's that you're married to somebody who doesn't see you. Or you can't even see yourself. But in her case, it was him. So she has this done. And she didn't get big ones or anything. But that's what she did. Okay, that was 30 years ago. And she kept working and working on this marriage and making a beautiful life. Still didn't see it. Still couldn't hear her. So nine years ago, they got a divorce. And it was really hard. But when she went to her high school reunion, and slowly, slowly, she formed this friendship with a man who did see her, did hear her. And once, just once, he got, he asked her to dance at high school dance. His name is Jim. He's lovely. He sees her. He hears her. He sees her children. He hears them. He's been this incredibly healing presence. She is so happy and so loved. But what happened when she got those breast implants was she lost her energy. It's just like um, some kind of a Grimm's fairy tale. And it got so bad that just a few months ago, because her youngest son is getting married to an incredible girl, it's gonna be a great wedding. She's gonna go back to Portland. That's where she moved. And her ex is gonna be there. That's not the important part. The important part was that she was tired to the point where she finally went to adopt her. The doctor said to her, it's your implants, it's your implants. They, they have this ingredient in them which keeps the plastic soft and, it's, and yours are old. You've done everything right, but you have this, this thing that makes you tired. That is what is wrong. You need to get them out. So that's exactly what she did. She got them out. They were toxic. But the most, and, and she felt better. She could actually feel them because they didn't put her out. The moment, I mean, this is like the biggest part of the story. The moment she felt them being taken out of her body. It was the last 
vestige of her ex-husband. The last thing. And she started feeling better and more energetic. And she looked, she didn't even need those like frozen bags to keep on top of them to keep the swelling down. There was no swelling. She had no adverse reaction. She just looked in the mirror and she was her old self. And Jim looked at her and it was the person that he fell in love with, the person he thought was the most wonderful girl in his high school. Lynn was back. And so now this wedding that she was concerned about going to, she's excited. She's gonna dance with her son. She's got all kinds of energy. She thinks she looks great in her dress. She, this is the moral to the story. My old Lynn's back. Jim's old Lynn is back. And when she looks in the mirror, her Lynn is back. Lynn is back. And she's energetic and she's healthy. And there is nothing left of that former marriage. It's gone. She's got her beautiful children. She's got her beautiful husband. She's got her body that is just fine, just the way it is. And that's my golden book. And that's my golden Lynn. And the wedding's next week, and she is ready for it. She just had this done last week. The recovery's supposed to be a little bit rough. Not for her. Not for one second. She just jumped off the chair, was herself, energy back, the old lens back. She's not, she's not weighted down with those implants that weren't even what she wanted. She's free. And she's her old self. And that's the moral to the story. And that is a golden, golden, golden age, golden book. Yes, Lynn is back. I'll be back. Stay sane. And we're going to make it. Bye-bye.